Welcome to the Mind for Success podcast, a space for heart-centered entrepreneurs to live in deep alignment with what matters most, overcome subconscious limitations, and shift their energy into an unstoppable force. Before we get started, take a deep breath, hit the subscribe button, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Mind for Success podcast. I'm Kimberly Leving and I am super excited today. One, because this is episode 51. So, so we're actually celebrating the other side of the new branding and the new look for Mind for Success. And my very first guest with the new look is uh, Shannon Russell. She is a career transition coach. And I love her story. I fell in love with her story as soon as I saw what she does because she helps uh, she helps people pivot their through their career, which so many of us in this space have done. I know I've had my own story around that. Uh, she is a wife. She's a mom. She lives in New Jersey, and she's going to share her experience with us today and and some of the magic that she does with her clients. So, welcome, Shannon. Thank you for having me, Kimberly. This is great. I'm so excited. Thank you for being on. I would love to hear the backstory, how you got started, and a little bit about you. Sure. So I began my career in television. That was my dream since I was a little girl, is to work in Hollywood somehow. And I made it. I worked as a television producer for 16 years. I started in Manhattan, went to Los Angeles. And then I got married to another television producer and had a little boy in Los Angeles. And then we moved back to the East Coast to be closer to family. And my husband and I commuted to Manhattan again. Um, and yeah, I did that for about 16 years. And then when I had my second son is when I kind of had that epiphany. I think it had been brewing since my first son was born. And then a couple of years later, I just knew that the fast paced life, the crazy schedule, the traveling of television and shoots and all of that was just a little too much for me to be able to be the mom that I wanted to be. I wanted mm -hmm. to be a present mom, you know, around the kids, being able to be there. And I missed my oldest son's first birthday because I was away um, at South by Southwest shooting a, a concert. And that just has always stayed with me of just saying, you know what, I think I checked the box. I did what I always wanted to do. I did it successfully. And now I need to figure out my second act of what is something that I can do while being a mom. And that's kind of where my journey began for my second act. And really, I just started thinking, okay, what can I do now that I'm not in television? Because a lot of my identity was wrapped up in that. My husband's a television producer, all of my friends, my world was that entertainment industry. And so I made a lot of missteps. I took a local nine to five job thinking, oh, this will be great. I can provide for the family. I took and uh, I went back to graduate school online at night thinking, oh, I'll be a teacher at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. You know, that's stable. And that's what I should be doing as a mom of two little boys. And then I realized that both of those things did not fit me at all. Um, so a lot of struggling and soul searching. And I finally realized, okay, I just need to produce my own life. Mm 
I need to open my own business and use a lot of the skills I used as a manager, someone who ran budgets, wrote scripts, you know, dealt with agents and celebrities. Let me use that interaction and that experience in running my own business. And so that's what I did. I opened my own franchise business um, seven years ago. Wow. First leap into my second act. Okay. Okay. So what kind of franchise? Just curious. Sure. It's called Snapology. We do STEM education for kids. So robotics, Lego building, all of that. Oh, that's so perfect. Yep. I was able to bring the kids with me and it was okay, kids, I have to pull you out of school early to come with me to teach this class. And that's okay, because it's mommy's business. So it really worked out so well. Yeah, that's awesome. My son would have loved that as well. (laughs) That's great. So um, I love your story. And I feel like that probably resonates with a lot of women, because I know that's why I ended up um, doing, you know, and I had a lot of ups and downs and turns into it, but it was the desire to stay home with my kids that first got me here into looking into what would it look like to, you know, have my own business. And I had a lot of, lot of, lot of fails. Um, um, However, I learned a lot. And so I know that resonates with a lot of women. Um, What do you see and women like, is there, is there, is there something that usually happens when they come to you that, that makes you like, makes them go, okay, I'm ready. I want something different. I think what I try to instill in clients and, you know, women that I speak to is that yes, it can be scary and intimidating to start over, but it doesn't have to be this huge jump where you're uplifting your whole life and it's causing chaos throughout your family. I think a lot of women feel stuck with where they are and that they don't have the ability to move. Maybe their partner isn't supportive or their friends and family wouldn't support them or they're just, they feel that imposter syndrome of who am I to make this change? And what I try to instill is that if you are working, that's a great time to start researching what it is you want to do. Make that plan and start with the baby steps and give yourself that three month, six month, one year schedule and and goal line of where you want to be when you'll feel fully confident in your decision. So it's really just letting people know that they can make that change without disrupting everything and causing all of this chaos that I think we always fear comes with. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Um, I mean, that was part of the reason why I struggled for years. I I said before we hopped on this podcast to our listeners, I told her earlier, I'm like, I wish I would have known someone like you when I was starting because there was so much fumbling and really not really having the confidence to do it um, was a big piece and and really not knowing what what worked and what didn't. And I've gone through a lot of different phases in that. So Uh, I can see a lot of value in what you do. Yeah, I wish I had someone as well, because it was, you know, you feel very isolated and alone when you're trying to figure that out. And you don't you kind of feel like the whole weight of the world is on your shoulders. And then you start thinking, oh, well, my happiness doesn't matter as much. You know, I'm just going to be there to serve my kids and be a part of the family where really you're going to be a better mom and a better partner if you are happy with what you're doing all day, every day. So it's, it's just kind of 
tweaking your mindset and, and just thinking, okay, well, I can do this and I can do it in a way that works for me and my family and isn't this big drastic decision. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know we talked about this earlier too, but I want to bring it into light because um, just because of the recent changes I've gone through, we're all, we're all morphing. Like, you know, our businesses change as we change. And I know you were happy with what you were doing before. So talk a little bit about that um, alignment. That's, it's a big, that's a big buzzword in my head, mm-hmm. <laughs> being in alignment with what you're doing. And, and that's true. It, it was my dream job since I was probably five years old is that I knew I wanted to work in television and things just started changing with the birth of my first son, where I started realizing that something like, I remember this particular day when I was pregnant with my second son in Manhattan, we were supposed to go and interview Carrie Underwood, who I adore. Wow. And, yeah. And I was so excited yet. I knew I needed to catch the subway to catch the bus to get back to pick up my three-year-old at daycare. And it was that situation of, okay, well, what do I do? And I just realized, I don't, I don't care if I get to interview or my team can handle it. I need to get home. And that was just kind of this epiphany of, okay, I think my interests are changing. My alignment is changing where now my priorities are the kids and my family And not that I didn't care about producing television, I loved it, but I kind of was at the point where, okay, been there, done that, and I had stories to tell for years, and it was wonderful, but now I needed something different. And that's when I started thinking, well, that's okay, and I've come to become that person that I want to check all of the boxes in life. You know, we get this one life to live, so okay, I did that. I was successful in what I felt like success in television was for me. And so I was able to check that off and say, okay, what's my next adventure? What's my next thing? Mm. So it was, it was that moment of saying it wasn't about hating it. I loved everything about it. It was just that something else was taking that priority in my life. And when I realized that it was okay to let that that love, first love of my life go and be excited for the next chapter. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd be willing, just hearing that story, I'd be willing to bet a lot of things when you, in that moment, when you let that go, probably a lot of things opened up for you on the other side. Yes, absolutely. And like, like you and I were saying, like, it was a lot of things that weren't right, but I was willing to try. I was willing to trust Mm -hmm. myself. Like, let's try this. Okay. It didn't fit. Let's try this. Okay. It didn't fit. And it was just trying all these and giving myself that permission to, you know, experiment and try to see what felt right. And opening that first business, I had no business experience. So I chose to opt into a franchise, which gives you a little bit more of that corporate support and those tools to really launch a business. So for me, that was wonderful. Um, And then I was able to grow this business that was the first in New Jersey. And now we're in the top five out of 170 franchises. So I grew it to be quite successful. And that's when I realized, okay, well, I can run a business successfully. And now it's my turn to try to coach other women who kept asking me, how did you do this? This is a crazy change. You went from celebrities to working with children. How did you do it? And it made me realize like, I can serve other women to help them figure out this transition where you and I can really didn't have that person to go to. 
I love that. So um, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about the franchises because that's not something that I ever really explored. So I'm a, I'm a newbie to that, but what, so tell us a little bit about, about that. Absolutely. So what I started doing is playing with my three-year-old. He was building with Legos and magnet tiles and all of these things. And I found that that was when I could step away and make dinner or have a couple seconds to myself because he was in the zone and something really fascinated me about that. And I started researching STEM education, which is really science, technology, engineering, and math, just the idea of building and children learning from that. And I said, maybe I can open a STEM center where kids can come in, they can build, they can learn. And as I was researching that business idea, not knowing anything of what I was going to do, but I knew I had this idea. I came across a franchise, Snapology, that did the exact same thing. Mm. And it was very, it was a very new franchise. So I just reached out. I started talking to them and found out that basically the franchise model, when you buy into a franchise, you are able to open this brick and mortar in your town but you have the support from the corporate office to give you marketing materials, give you, for us, it was curriculum. So I could go into schools and rec centers and, and hold classes at my store that were based on the curriculum from the corporate office. So it just gave you the tools to really start and that support because instantly I had owners from across the world that I could talk to and ask questions. So it's kind of like opening a McDonald's, right? You get that McDonald's, you pay right. into it. But now you have it all set and you're ready to run it. So for me, I got in when the franchise was very new and young. So I didn't have to pay a lot to get into it. It's grown quite a bit since then. Um, but it was just, it gave me that confidence to know that I could do it. So, so I don't push franchises on people, but it is an opportunity if you're interested and you have the money to do it, it you just get that extra support that you wouldn't on your own. Right. Right. I also just like find it interesting that you were teaching and at one time you were thinking about teaching. So like, that's just kind of cool how that worked out that you did that anyway. Yeah. And I always say that when I see that money for that graduate school program, getting taken out of my bank account every month, and I am so close to finishing that degree and I'm like, I'll get back to it. But then I opened this business and I was able to teach in the way that I wanted to. And yeah. so, yes, I never finished that degree because to me, there wasn't really a, a need because I wasn't going into an actual public school classroom, but that led me to this. So you're right. I feel like things are really synchronicity um, around these different things that we think of as we're experimenting. And yeah, so every time that money gets taken away, I'm like, it's okay. Uh, it led me here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So um what do you feel like is maybe the biggest struggle that people have when they're thinking about making a change? I really think it's, you know, they worry about what others think. Um, mm -hmm. And that's why I often say, you know what, keep the idea close to your chest while you're researching it, while you're experimenting. And, you know, if you have an idea for a business, if you have a, an idea to change careers completely, whatever it might be, write a book, start an Etsy shop, just start researching. What would it take to do this? What is the money investment? What is the time, um, the time commitment? And maybe talk to people and have those informational interviews with people that you know that already do that so you can learn about it. Because as you learn, you might say, mm, that's not for me. 
just like me taking that, you know, nine to five job was not for me, but I wouldn't have known that until I did it. Same thing with yeah. my graduate program. So I think by doing that, you can become more confident the more you learn about it. And if you end up a month from now, three months from now saying, you know what, this is what I want to do. And this is the direction that I want to go. Then you'll have that confidence to maybe go to your partner or go to your friends and say, I'm going to launch this business, or I'm going to start this new career change. And then you won't let other people's opinion affect you as much because you've grown that confidence. Um, and I had to do that. You know, it was, I did my research and then I went to my husband and said, this is what I want to do. And he was supportive, but you know, people definitely looked at me like I was crazy. Why would you leave this really well-paying job to just venture into a business that really, I didn't pay myself for the first year or so. I was growing that baby, um, but I just had the confidence to know once I was in it that it could be something that would be beneficial to my family. So so yeah, keep that yeah. close to the chest um, because other people can influence you in ways that they shouldn't when you're making a really big life decision. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is gold. So, so I would say like for the listeners, if you're listening to this today, like that is real gold is just to have some wisdom about who you share things with. And, you know, there's, there's probably some people probably have supportive friends that, that spur them on that, you know, but, but not everyone does. And I know that was true for me, even if I would have taken this advice that you just gave, and even with the research, having the research and knowing, okay, this, I've already done all the research and then go to my friends and my husband and everyone, it would have been a much different outcome because you're right. It starts to, it messes with your own mindset about it. Yeah. And that's where that imposter syndrome that we all have comes into play. So the more you can just knock that out of the way and do your own inner work, it really helps. And then when you start promoting the business or you post on LinkedIn that you're, you know, working towards this new career change, people will be supportive because you're excited about it. And that's where, you know, the, I don't want to say naysayers, but people who thought like, God, Shannon, are you sure you want to leave TV? Um, well, I was the first of my friends to do it. And now everyone else is leaving, <laughs> you know, and now it's, Hey, can you help me? Can you help me figure this out? So, you know, sometimes you have to be the guinea pig and then everyone else will jump on board. Right. 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 I love that. And I know like, um, also when you're more confident in it, and I'm sure you've seen that when you're more confident and you are posting about it on LinkedIn or wherever you're posting about it, um, people pick up on that. So if you're posting about it and you're not sure or you're still kind of scared, they pick up on that too. Yep. And, and then the naysayers pick up on that energy and they'll do even more. So it's, exactly. yeah, the energy attracts. Whatever energy you're putting out there attracts the yeah. feedback that you get. So true. Yeah, yeah. So um, tell me a little bit about... Um, what are someone, what's a, should someone know who's working with you? Like maybe some tips. Oh, sure. So um, 
really, um, it depends because I work with people who come and say, you know, I have five ideas, 10 ideas, and I'm really not sure which direction to go in. So uh -huh. we start, you know, with our lists. Um, I often talk about non-negotiables. So hmm. if you're making this change or this pivot, you know, you don't want to end up a few months down the road back where you are unhappy and, you know, dealing with the same things that are urging you to leave. So the non-negotiables might be, hey, I really want a position or a role that allows me to pick up the kids at three o'clock when school gets out. Or, you know, I am working towards, you know, writing a book. So I want my weekends free where I can have time to write. So look at your non-negotiables of what you absolutely want in this next journey and keep that list close to you when you're applying to jobs or thinking about businesses. Um, and same thing with your skills. It's really starting with saying, okay, I had this first act. What skills do I have that can translate? What skills and experiences do I have that I enjoyed? And which do I not enjoy? So you really are doing, again, that inner work of knowing, okay, I might be really good at accounting, but I don't enjoy it. And I don't want to continue doing that. So, okay, so you know, and you might come down with, oh, this business is a lot of, a lot of money and I won't be able to afford an accountant. Let me think about something else. You know, it's just helping you kind of put those pieces of the puzzle together. Um, and then I have clients who come and are small business owners and they just launch the business and they're excited, but it's not growing the way they want. So we kind of work on how to grow it, um, how to really expand somehow. Sometimes you can have a business and you think there's one revenue stream and then you really look into it and there's so many more potential mm. options for to grow it and expand it. So I really work with clients to kind of figure out the overall picture of what you're building. Um, so it's, it's really, I think, again, goes back to knowing yourself, knowing what you want, and then diving into it and knowing that it's not an overnight success, you know, it's yes. months and right. I'm sure your clients, you know, struggle with that too, is you want, we all want everything yesterday, <laughs> but knowing that you're on a journey and yes, you can set those parameters and those goals for yourself. And that's great to work towards. And you should be proud at every step that you make, but you're not going to be, you know, Marie Forleo or Tony Robbins or whoever, Oprah tomorrow, you've got to work slowly at your own pace and just, you know, reinstilling that confidence that you can get there. And it's just going to take time. Yeah. Yeah. That's such great advice because um, I think that's why, I think that may be why some people don't want to take the risk is, you know, it's, I mean, there's other reasons too, but sometimes it's the, oh, they're so overwhelmed by all the steps or all the things that might be there. And just taking the next right step for you is really all you have to do. And it's a money issue too. A lot of people worry about, well, if I do leave this job and it takes a while to make the money in this new venture, what do I do? So I, I often tell people, and I just had a conversation with a friend the other day who was interested in leaving his full-time job. And I said, well, set a plan for yourself and really sock that money away because you are in a position to have a paycheck coming in every week and know that you want something else. So take that to your advantage because there's a lot of us like you, Kimberly, who were home with your kids. For me, who I found out my show was canceled while I was on maternity leave. So that sparked my, okay, I can go get another job or I can figure this out. So some people don't have that money coming in and they have to hustle and build something else. 
But while you're working, you know, save that money, be really strategic about what your next steps are. And then you'll feel again, that much more confident when you leave. So it's, I think the money thing is a, a big fear factor for people, but there's ways to work around that so that you come up, come out of it on the other side and you're able to make that pivot and that transition, feeling confident and having that money saved to, to you know, last you that year or so that it's going to take to build things up. Right, right. It's funny because we were having this discussion with my oldest daughter actually last night about, you know, what's better do, to work for someone or build your own thing. And just talking about the initial work involved and um, that that initial part, whether it's saving the money or, or you know, the work that you have to put in to build it, um, there's more in the beginning. Like it's going to be, a, it's going to stretch you in the beginning, but the rewards on the other side of that are far better, in my opinion, um, than to be working in general, I'm saying this in general, I know there's dream jobs out there, but in general, but to be able to work for yourself and um, be able to schedule your time with your kids and all that, it's, it's, it's amazing. It is huge. So what's a typical day look like for you? For me now, I have a pretty big team in place at my other business, Snapology. So I check in with them in the morning. I'm constantly on emails, but I don't, I'm not in, I'm not teaching there anymore. Um, and so I'll check in with there, make sure that all my emails are taken care of. And then I dive into Second Act Success where I, you know, figure out what meetings I have with my clients. I check in with them. Um via email or Voxer. And then I go into working on the podcast and, you know, right now I'm updating my course to relaunch in the fall. So, you know, it's just kind of all the things, you know, posting on social media and doing all of that. But I definitely am strategic in making sure that my other business is in a great place first and foremost. And then I work on um, my baby business, Second Next Success. <laughs> That's, you know, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, so it's perfect. And it sounds like you have time to spend with your boys and your husband and, and all those things as well. Yeah, I really try to close things down when they get home from school because we've got all the activities. And then if there's a moment, you know, before shower time and all of that, like I can sneak in and what I always do and I advise to a lot of people is make your list of what you need to do for tomorrow because it's more, you know, it's fresh in your head. So I'll make yes. my list of, okay, what does tomorrow look like? Here's my top three things I want to accomplish tomorrow and close the laptop and I'm mom for the night reading books and doing all of that. And it's nice to be able to do that, you know, shut the phone off and know that, you know, we can pick it up again tomorrow. It's a new day. Yeah. Yeah. Being present. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So I know you have, um, you want people to visit your website. You have a free uh, download there. Or was it a, your podcast? Tell us about that. Yes, you can. Well, the podcast really it's career advice. And then I talk to other women who've made the second act shift and, you know, they talk about their successes and their struggles of going from their first act to their second act. So the podcast, um, everything really is at secondactsuccess.co. There you can get links to the podcast, ways to work with me. You can sign up for the newsletter. I have freebies on there. So you can download vision boards and different checklists. Um, so yeah, everything's at secondactsuccess.co. 
Okay. Okay. Well, we'll make sure we reference that in the show notes so that everybody can access it. So I want to, I just want to thank you for being on today and for listeners for, if you're listening to this, share the episode, rate it. Um, It helps other people see it. Um, I just love your work and I can see why you're successful because you're very easy to talk to. Um, So I'm sure people, you know, I really value um, the work that you do with them. Thank you, Kimberly. Absolutely. And I, I really admire everything you're doing with your work as a mindset coach and your podcasts and everything. So thank you for having me be a part of this conversation. It was awesome. So thank you so much. And remember, go to check out our website and rate this episode. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening today. I want to invite you to download my free guide at resources.kimberlyleving.com slash unlock. It's called Unlocking Your Authentic Self, Five Key Steps to Identify and Overcome Hidden Limitations in Your Life and Business and Realize Your Highest Potential. And again, that free guide can be found at resources.kimberlyleving.com slash unlock. Thank you again for listening today.